Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. Welcome back <laughs> to the, the to Curious Creatures podcast. Um, I'm still here. This is Budgie in Berlin. and uh, This is Lothalhurst in Los Angeles, California. We've been doing this for how long now? We've been doing this podcast for... Oh, a while. Before that, I was doing some other things, and so were you, and uh, we just thought we'd update everybody so that you kind of know... Is that where what we're we doing today? From? We're going to have a little yeah. catch-up, a catch-up yeah. of where we've been, what we've been up to, and yeah. where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. I know I've heard yeah. that before somewhere. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's uh, it's a good motto to live by. Um, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the little intro, right? Give us a little intro because it tells it's it's basically saying I know some people out there would have seen me playing drums recently because. I hadn't played for a while. Uh, Banshees stopped. Creatures continued. Creatures yeah. stopped. Everything stopped. Everything I went, stopped. I, I just, I just, you know, I had to recover. I had a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, my friend uh, Ben Watkins, who'd done some remixes for the B- Banshees, right. Um, right. Ben said, I've got this gig. Would you fancy playing drums? And I said, I haven't played for four years, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so my first gig, I remember, was the first gig was back out on the stage. was like in Paris somewhere. And so I ended up kind of touring around with Ben for a few years, uh, like all right. these places I would never have seen with anybody else. Because oh, he, was, he, was, he was doing dance music in like rave. Right. In like the strangest places, usually in a field at the back end of nowhere. But right. with th- thousands and thousands of people, you know. Right. Basically, the travelers. Yes. You know, uh, different culture, like a yeah. whole alternative culture. It's really right. eye-opening. And right. it was the beginning of me rethinking. Did you go through a period of rethinking? Mm, yeah, your ro- Your role, if you like, you know. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I had been in The Cure since I left high school, really, you know, and uh, I hadn't known anything else. And so when, it, when I ended up on the far shores of a, another continent, over here, I I sort of had to regroup. I, by that time, I'd been married, had a son, and uh, a lot a lot of things changed for me. But you know, for the better, I have to say, for mm. the better. You know, did you consider um, any any other employ? Not really. I think, like most most people in this profession, I'm basically unemployable. You know, you didn't I, hanker I, after. Did you ever hanker after? I th- maybe I'll be that postman. Yeah, no, that never was consideration. I don't think I ever thought I could do any of those things because I I basically worked for myself for ever since I was about nineteen. So I I don't I think I would have chafed too much at the bit, as they say. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think I could have been that kind of person. So yeah, you know, the, the corner shop, no no attraction. No, I mean no. No, no. no See, nothing. I'm saying these things. I'm saying all this because you know, because I did my paper round when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. You know, 
got the yeah. money for the first stereo, got the money for the yeah. first, you know. Yeah, and that's the right uh, of albums. passage. Yeah. But I did, I did, at some point, I learned to ride a motorcycle, you know, kind of, yeah, good, good old midlife came along with all the kind of the traumas attached. Um, But that, that was interesting, because it took me back home to my hometown in the northwest of England, uh, St. Helens, little town, where I stayed with my sister. And uh, and I I learned to ride a motorcycle with uh, a couple of guys who were police, local police riders. They had a little riding school. It was brilliant. It was brilliant, yeah. but I had no idea. Like to get there, I think, yeah, I had to get on the bus, you know. Yeah. But like, like everything I used, I would do if I went to learn how to play badminton or yeah. squash, which yeah, I right. did on occasion. Yeah. I had to have the squash racket, the squash shoes. Yeah. You know, to go on the court, looking, oh, looking like. You know. Blimey, blimey! That you have just given me the biggest <laughs> revelation because I never realised that there was somebody else like me. I, I had to have all the gear. If I was going to do it, I'd have all the gear. It's like somewhere in the middle of all this, yeah, when I yeah. got here, you know, yeah. and I'm, my son was getting a little older and that, he wanted to go and play football or soccer, as they call it out here. And yeah. um, so I became the coach and then I became a referee. I had all the bloody gear. I had the, ref, the referee's gear. I had all the refs gear. I had the right whistles. I had the right flags. <laughs> did you I, have? I, did you have an Acme Thunderer? I had two. I had two. One with a different. Um, oh my pitch, God. Just in case I was, you know, the, out here they have these big um, soccer centres where maybe they have fifteen pitches. You know, so if you're referee next to somebody else and you blow their whistle or they blow the whistle, sometimes the play will stop and nobody's blowing a whistle on your side. So. You have to have a whistle with a different pitch so that in case um, that happens, you could just pull out your different pitch whistle and people don't react. I have uh, yeah, I have an Acme Thunder. I, I, it's it's yeah. sitting in the bathroom because my, my wow. little boy uh, likes playing with it. Wow. Um, much to everybody's chagrin, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, they're loud. They're they loud. are loud. They're, they're not called a thunderer for nothing. No, they're um, bloody loud. But, but you know, they, were, they, they, they came out of like a percussion box somewhere. The Acme Thunderer, yeah. the Acme Siren. Siren, yeah. That yeah, one, you know. You, you, that wouldn't have gone down well on the on the pitch with no. the referee with a, a siren, no. But I wasn't even in, intending to be anywhere near a football field. But that's kind yeah. of what I'm talking about. There's like little things, if we did them, yeah. we did them fully. <laughs> Com- completely fully. In fact, I, I remember uh, talking to one of my relatives and they're like, you're the only guy I know that comes out and referees with the kids on Saturday and you've got everything you've got the shoes everything you know so i've even got the proper red cards and stuff but did, you know. did you ever go um uh what do you call it bowling you know i, I didn't well bowl, bowling alley bowling alley bowling yeah i never i never got into that as in getting all the stuff you know i i would i'd go along um yeah but i've done some bowling yeah yeah I had a pair of bowling shoes. Went oh, once. You were definitely into it then. You, did you have yeah. a bag? Did you have the bag to carry a bowling ball? No, no. no. I don't, okay. I, 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 it was. It was one visit. I might have even got no. the shoes before. I thought I've got the shoes. I should go bowling. Yeah, and then, you then go. thought, yeah. and then the ball was a lot heavier than I thought, and the fingers were getting a bit kind of pulled. And I thought that that's the thing that put me off a lot of those extracurricular activities was I'm playing the drums. I need to hold these little drumsticks. 
yeah. if I held a tennis racket for a day playing tennis, right. I couldn't I couldn't grip the drumstick. It, it just my hand would shake. It was just like yeah. the muscles, you know. So yeah, I never went skiing. Oh yeah, I never went skiing. He went skiing. I went. I never went yeah. skiing. I didn't really go surfing. Um, I went on a belly board and nearly killed myself. Right. Um, and I never jumped out of a helicopter. I know some people yeah. do, you know. Yeah, I never wanted to do that. I, I tried surfing a little bit because my uh, a spouse is a very good surfer. And she's been trying to teach me and she's realized I would not be a very good surfer. So she doesn't teach me anymore. No, no, um, no. Yeah. Golfing, tried yeah. that. Oh, golfing, Fish. no. No, no, I was no, never into yeah. golfing. It seems like, what's the old saying? Uh, golfing is a, a bad way to spoil a good walk. I know, know, I know. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but I, I, my dad showed me how to golf from a very young age. Cause, and um, I, I can just do it. I can get stand up there, and every oh. now and then I hit it like sweet spot, you know. Oh. And it, it's a great feeling, but I just, that'll be it. You won't see me again. I certainly wouldn't be here talking to you, you know. So the next time you come out my way, because there's a lot of golf courses around here. Um, I'm not going anywhere near a golf course. <laughs> I was thinking I could take you out there and I could lay bets and things and, you know, <laughs> I could win money for us just, you know, on uh, on your it, skills. It, it, I think it just it just infiltrates a part of the brain that goes, you need to do this again and again mm. and again. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. no. The thing is that drumming is the one thing I can seem to be able to put down. Just put it down and go, I'm not feel worried or, mm. you know, kind of, ooh, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't played for a while, you know. I don't know why you would ever be worried about losing that. It's like riding a bicycle for you. Just yeah. like riding a bike. Yeah. It takes a little while. And yeah. if you're coming back to, um, you know, what we've been up to, um, yeah. that's really what put me back on, on the road to being okay, really. Yeah. Um, I was traveling a lot, came over to where you are, um, yeah. LA. I kept thinking I needed to be in Los Angeles because I thought that's where I've got friends and that's yeah. where, you know, things happen. And you were right. But, you were right. Well, but life took me the other direction. It kept yes. saying, no, yes. no, you're going to go over here. So, yeah, and I did yeah. the same thing, you know, the life changed. But um, so drum, drums called, drumming drums called. Drums called. Um, at that point for me, I, I had written a book because I always wanted to write a book. And finally I got the opportunity, basically somebody called my bluff and said, are you still thinking mm -hmm. of writing that book? And I went, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So I did, I went out and I wrote a book and then I spent <sighs> several years on the road when, with when, it. when did you start the, the, the writing the book? When, did, when, when was that kind of like somebody called Two, you a bluff? 2014, I just looked it up. 2014? Yeah. Right. So, no, I'm so. just trying to put that alongside my timeline as well. Right. So it's like eight years ago, eight yeah. years ago. And I started writing and I didn't get finished, you know, because obviously there's more to it than just writing. You have to find somebody who's willing to publish it and stuff. So I found a publisher and by 2016, I had put it out as a book. And yeah. so I spent 2016 finishing that part. 2017 and 18 and, and maybe a little bit of 19, I was on the road and I did it in the same way as we would have done the first tours with the cure go and play all, all the small places all the small clubs and 
yeah. just word of mouth get people to know about you and that was the same thing i did with the book so i talked to my um agent my book agent and asked him well how many how many uh events do people normally do for a book and he said oh about eight or ten i think i've done about nearly 300 by this time i've done all over america north and south i hasten but to that's add. That, that's that's what we had to do when we first came to america we played oh, yeah. the main east and west coast and the yeah. midwest right yeah. and then we came back either later the same year or certainly oh, the yeah. next year and did the secondary markets the yes. uh that you know places as big as philadelphia might be a secondary right a know. b city yeah y yeah and then you come back and do the places nobody's ever heard of outside of America. And even right. some Americans go, what's that? Dubois? Du Bois? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas. It does exist. we got to get um, some... We gotta get some uh, I know, I know. But we know, we're, we're, we're all Brits. We can get away with it, you know. Because <laughs> uh, we don't know what's what's currently, uh, you yeah. know, no go. Uh, but we know, even New Orleans. Everybody knows yeah. New Orleans. But it took us ages to get down there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we did a first gig there, and my abiding memory of our first uh, concert there was we spent a, an evening afterwards with um, Run DMC in this uh, sort of old Irish bar with flames flying out of the fountain in the courtyard. And it was they were very nice guys. We had a great time. But I, um, lo I, I loved I love Run my, my Adidas. Yes. Well, they were all wearing them as well. Of course so, they were. Yeah. Wow. I, I, that's all I wanted. I wanted a pair of Adidas and be as cool as Run DMC. Yeah. And they were, they were cool guys, I remember. <laughs> so I did that for a while. But, you know, the good thing about um, a book tour is, you know, your total crew in a book tour is was me plus Margie, my assistant. And that's it, you know. And... Uh, you're finished by 8.30 in the evening, so you can go out to dinner or whatever, so it's fine, you know. It's that very, sounds like a much, e sort of a more relaxed uh, touring it's, it's schedule. It's more relaxed, and, and it's more civilised, generally, yeah. yes. It's, you know, but... Um, what's, the th what, what's the thing that you enjoyed the most about it? Uh, you know, what I really enjoyed the most was meeting people that I maybe had met 30 or even 40 years beforehand and, and they still live in chicago or wherever i was and they'd heard i got a book out and they come to see about the book and to see me and it was just it was really it was really good sometimes you know you you do stuff with music and things and you forget that there's actual real people out there that that take in what you've been doing and and are interested and no. to see uh, the people in real life again was was very heartening. Were these old friends you met before, or were they like just people that not say just people, but no people that um, were fans of the band? Maybe both, both. Yeah, they, yeah. They, there were some people that I had met many many years ago beforehand and. Uh, They'd come, you know. It's not. It's not like the mafia. They hadn't come to pay their respects or whatever. But they they come just to see, you know, because they had a life as well. That was the thing that was the most uh, interesting to me and uh, life affirming, if you like, to meet people mm. thirty or so years on and and just talk to them about, hey, well, you probably get an idea of what I've been doing a little bit, but what have you been doing? 
in the interim mm. period. So that was that was good. And um, I think you've just coined it for me, though, Lollis, yeah. is that well, what I hear is you were interested in them. Yes. You know, you were curious as to what they they've been up to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very human thing. And I think we were joined by the music and the book was the vehicle yeah. to, to join us all together again. And uh, so I had a really eye-opening experience in lots of ways. And it, and it made me believe in the power of, uh, you know, music and people and and just being together and sharing the same attitudes about and, a lot of things. And as my old friend Holly Johnson would have said, the power of love. The thing that really happened for me was I found I got a lot of love and I could not just reinvent myself, but I could uh, re-commune with who I yeah. really was. And, and there you and go. I, you know, yeah. I could believe in believe in me again well i have read that's it you have to love what what we have to love ourselves before we can in fact receive yeah love you have to otherwise you can't give out anything to anybody else in any shape or form because you're you're too busy trying to figure out who the hell you are which is difficult when you're traveling as part of a traveling minstrel show yeah, I would say it's pretty impossible. Uh, yeah. yeah. So th- it seems you and I have found that that, that the key the key is it's tough on your own, but you're never alone. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it, and and it, but it's scary at first because yeah. you're only used to as you start as you said you're only used to the band you've been in since you were like with your schoolmates when you left. You know. Yeah, it's funny. It's something you just said reminded me of uh, something that Simon Gallup in the Cure would say: "Wherever you go, there you are." And you know, and, I, and here, here am I too. And, here am I too. <laughs> and, and and him, and him, and yeah. them, and them. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of true, you know. You, uh, we used to have a have a saying, if I remember correctly, Banshees and Cure, the mental family. Yeah, that's absolutely. But that true. That, that kind of pulls us up to kind of where when we met, you yeah. just finished finished your book tour, right? Uh, I was finishing a, a music tour, or in the right. middle of one, and right. you said we should do something together. Yeah. We've uh, we've been doing things together for the last all through the lockdown. Yeah. We were doing it prior to the lockdown because yeah. we were recording music together. Yeah. yeah, and we're doing more stuff as we speak. Obviously, you know, there's this podcast thing, which has has given us both a, a new lease of life in lots of ways, from humble beginnings. Yeah, in yeah. fact, from from beginnings, we were like, uh, how do we do a podcast? Well. We yeah. start here, and yeah. we start talking, and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, and so far, so good. Well, you're 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 still writing, okay? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm still writing. I got another book, uh, so that should see the light today, sometime next year. And um, I believe somebody else might be thinking about a book too, as well. Well, you were talking about that book tour, like it was like you know back in the uh, the days of the old transit van going up and down yeah. the M1 in England, yeah, very much stopping so. at stopping at every greasy spoon and motorway yeah. calf that wasn't that wasn't even open. They were always like, you know, like the most depressing names and the most edge of the most depressing town because yeah. everywhere you arrived at was closed. But right. then again, it was the same at three o'clock in the afternoon in Italy. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Very true. But, but I fancy the idea. I'm, you, so, yes, I've been jotting things down and scribbling for yeah. a good decade, if not longer. 
Yeah. And finally, it started, you know, when you were talking about, uh, well, you gave me a copy of your book. And I thought, it's about time that uh, I claimed my role or yeah. at least explained it to myself, if nobody else, you know, what it is that, I've been doing for most of my life. That's actually, that's actually the biggest reason for me at the beginning to to want to write a book to explain my life to myself because otherwise uh, you know i could wake up and think about it and think did that really happen was it that way yeah. why what went on yeah so I'm, I'm piecing together all the incidents and all the non-incidents and uh it's it's very entertaining for me and so yeah i'm putting the uh, the memoir together it's gathering momentum, uh, and hopefully that'll be ready for next year as well, sometime. Yeah. And then we can go. We can go on tour our books together. It would be a lot of fun, actually. It'd be great fun. Well, we tried doing a little bit, not the book tour, but the way we started the music was we uh, we, we 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 kind of uh, got together in LA, and then we went up the coast. Yeah. To a little kind of writing den. Yeah. A good friend of yours, I think, had to get yeah. kindly gave it gave us the keys to the house. Yeah. Is never going to lose. Hopefully, they didn't regret that. I don't think they did. The no. neighbours didn't like them much after that. But yeah. um, then we, yeah, so we've we've been doing that. We've been we we've got some interesting things happening uh, with drums and other other things. Um, <laughs> and and the, the, the the podcast has really introduced us to a whole bunch of new people, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we just thought. More than anything else, you know, the place that we occupy in uh, you know, history, if you like, is is really about a social history as much as musical history. And that was really the impetus, one of my favorite words, for for the for the podcast in the beginning, just to like, hey, we we want to explain where we came from, how we got to where we got, and why, because, uh, you know, back in the the dark ages of the seventies, there was no internet. There was none of this stuff that we take for granted nowadays, and so we try to give everybody a, a flavour of that and where we came from and how it how it is to be from there and be here now. Yeah, well, I think my favourite thing um, has been meeting and speaking with the people who had if you like, similar experiences who were like um, our, our contemporaries. Yeah. But we, we never had time to even think about them. And if we did right. think about them, we thought, ah, yeah, but they do it that way. We do it this way. We, yeah. We're really very, very different, you know. We, like, so yeah. we just go, we're special. They're different, you know. Um, yeah. Well, we have a, a, a commonality, and that's what I think you and I look for with people. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so over the course of your travels, you find a filmmaker or somebody who's written a book. Right. I don't know, like a deep sea fisherman or something, you know. Yeah, diver. and there are obsessed deep sea fishermen, I believe. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot. In fact, I think a friend of mine wrote a book about it, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just, you. it's like the thing I say to my son, I don't, I don't really mind what you do as long as you use the gifts that you've been given. Hmm. And and make that part of your life because I said then then you'll always want to do it and it'll always be, uh, you know, you stand a chance of being good at it. And um, if I brought it bang up to the to the the, the day, yes, 
I'm a bit weary this. I'm weary this this morning. Uh, oh, I'm feeling better now that? as the, the the day has gone by. Well, I had uh, one of the, I kind of had a, a complete immersion, um, submerged yeah. in the land the land of gigging again. I'm on the road uh, doing. A, uh, I did some drumming at the beginning yeah. of lockdown um, here in Berlin and oh, okay. in, over in, in Belgium yeah. with an out, an outfit called Hercules and Love Affair. So. Andy decides to take Hercules and Love Affair on the road. Needs a, wants to do it with a band. Oh. And I said, "Listen, I, I love the, uh, the the album the album that I'd recorded oh. drums on." I thought, "If you're gonna, I'll, I'll be there because I wasn't, you know, there's been no live work." And I thought, "This is like a chance to get your hand in again. A good opportunity to see if I can still do it." Right. And guess right. what? Guess yeah. what? You can. I, it's all working, lol. It's all brilliant. Good. That's good to know. That's good to hear. I can't wait to see you do that. And then- uh, It's kind of, you know, there's little gigs. And then over the weekend, we're up in uh, Helsinki in yeah. Finland. And the sun doesn't go down. Well, it doesn't go dark at this time of year. It's, it's We're having a heat wave. We're having a heat wave in Europe, all right? It's really, really hot. Right. Except in Helsinki in Finland. Yeah. We flew in, beautiful sunshine, dropped below the clouds. It's like raining, cloudy. <laughs> we we didn't go on stage till about midnight, uh, came off about one. Uh, and, and when we came, came out of the venue to go back to the hotel, it was still twilight. Wow. And that's when, you, that's when you really don't know what kind of day it is. And, um, yeah, that was a baptism of fire, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> nice to be home again. That's, that's kind of got us up to speed. We we have a lot more to tell you, but we're not going to tell you for a while because we've got to keep a few secrets. Isn't that strange when, you know, we, you were saying you've always been like, work for yourself. Yeah. We've worked with other people. Collaboration's really important. Yeah. I mean, I should qualify it by saying I like to work with other people. I prefer to work with other people. I don't just want to be the, the lone wolf at the, you know. You uh, and I are not drummers that sit in a rehearsal room and practice our rudiments, right? No. No, sir, no. Bob. No. Absolutely no way have we ever done that. No. 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 I might have gone into a room and worked on drum bits for the songs that we, you know, that yeah, we might be I've preparing. Done I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. But um, no, we're 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 not we're not that particular type of drummer. No. But I've realised that the connections that you make, you realise somebody's there with you. They're not whispering in your ear. They're not no. telling you, "I don't play it that way." Could you do it? Just like, can you play yeah. it like this? Because that's the way yeah. I like it. Yeah, and you're like. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, looking, that does looking, come up in the book world. Believe I'm sure. It, yeah. You yeah. see, I, I know you've been there. You yeah. see, I'm the little, I'm the little green guy. You know, That's all right. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll hold your hand as you go through the process <laughs> for sure. It's, uh, it's funny how it works in reverse as well. Cause I've, you know, we've been playing drums a while. Yeah. And people do still come up and go, have you thought about doing it like this? And you get, I, I realize now you just say, it's a great idea. Yep, what a brilliant idea. I, I'm going to try that. And yep. then you just forget it, you know. Yeah. We are very fortunate, aren't we? Yeah. But we're, uh, we're putting the legwork in. Yep. That's what you We're not do. sitting around, are no, we? No, we're not sitting on our asses, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Curious Creatures is created and presented by Lol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. 
Associate producer Sophie Wilde. Digital marketing, Margie Taylor. Art and logo design, Justin Thomas K. Music production, Jack Knife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web, and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com. And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2022.